from Quite the Thing Media. back to another episode of What a Maneuver. It is The Outsiders once again, um, going full old men shouting at clouds. We have got something special tonight. We are doing a Raw and Nitro watch along from April 21st, 1997. Um, pick which one you want to watch. We're going to be watching Raw. I'm going to be watching Nitro in the background. Um, my name is Craig Fry, and joining me as ever is the Nash to my hall, Big Sexy Kev Armstrong. Kev, how are you doing? Hey, I'm very well, mate. I'm very well. Looking forward to this. 1997 is by far my favourite year in wrestling. We often reference it on this show. We often talk about it. We often say that this would have been done like this back then, this, that, or the other. So we thought, let's go back. Now, I wanted to watch one show a week, but you thought, since you're really clever and you're really fancy, I can have this in dual monitors, so you're going to watch both. Um, I'll watch Raw, you'll keep us up to date with Nitro, and as per usual, we will just talk about whatever comes up, pops up, comes into our head, general chatter. That's exactly the plan. Um, so, both shows are on their way to there may pay-per-views. Um, Raw has just came off In Your House 14, uh, which was headlined by Mankind against Undertaker, but probably overshadowed by Bret Hart and Steve Austin. Um, absolutely no shame in that. Um, so they're heading for their Cold Day in Hell pay-per-view, which will be Undertaker against Steve Austin and Nitro, WCW. They are heading to Slamboree, which will be headlined by Ric Flair, Ronnie Piper and um, the late, great Kevin Green of NFL fame against the Wolfpack, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall and Six. So we've got an hour and 35 minutes watch along. Um, pick whichever show you want to. If you are a very fancy person and have two monitors, you can mute it and uh, watch both along. It's um, April 21st. Kev, what were you doing in April 1997? Um, April 97, I was not watching wrestling. I was not even... 15 yet, I wouldn't turn 15 till October um, and I would get back into wrestling just about December of this year so when I got back into it I would obviously, as you did I bought tapes off of tape traders and then eventually DVDs off of traders on the old internet and we're back and watch all the old wars and nitros these are the sort of things that we had to do before we had the WWE network yourself um, I was in a very good place. I was in my, my final year at high school. Um, 
and for any of our international listeners, um, we used to get raw and nitro on a Friday. Um, raw on Sky Sports and Nitro on TNT. Um, and you'd, I'd actually stay in on a Friday and then, and then go out for some underage drinking at, at, at 16 after um, watching some of these characters. It might have affected my life, but um, I, I think that's really like the second year as a family we'd had Sky. Um, so you could actually get. Um, I could actually watch WWE properly and religiously. Um, I think Nitro had just... I think Nitro was still catching on the German Sports Channel um, on a little bit of a delay. Um, For those of you that weren't around that era, I think you used to get WCW Worldwide, which was their one-hour highlight show um, about one o'clock in the morning on a Sunday and it was about two months in our years um, that ended in 1994 so we're in a time where we're getting weekly wrestling albeit five days later wasn't too au fait with the internet and the, and the spoilers of that time that probably came about well, probably about 14 months later, I think the, real, the first time I remember that was when Foley won the title and getting the, the spoilers as such. So I was pure, just watching the product and enjoying it for what it was. And my word, they call it the Monday Night Wars, but for me, this was the golden era. Um, very quickly before we start, I'm trying. I could probably work out what date I first got the internet in my house, because the first thing I'd done was look up the raw results from that Monday, and it would have been. It was. Uh, I'm pretty sure X Park was feuding with Shane, um, and I'm sure Shane came down and then the cage lord and X Park was on top of the cage, uh, so that would have been a what nine nine probably, and yeah. just on the route to. WrestleMania 15, mm-hmm. but anyway, anyway, we will be here for the next hour and a half, so I suppose we'd better really get started. Absolutely, so fire up the cock, as they say on another podcast, April 21st, um, you can pick Nitro, you can pick Raw, I've got both lined up, <laughs> and tally-ho, here we go. I do always love this at this the World Wrestling Federation. Two million sport. Oh. Um and as always we get the recap of what happened last week where this is something that was about in the nineties, wasn't it? This sort of torch paper thing where people used to burn. It was one of these things that really it looks quite good but doesn't really hurt. Yeah. Um, of course Dude. probably the most famous one was in was in Nitro. Uh, no, it was Halloween Havoc. I have a guy. And, um, and uh, they just did an AEW this week. Um, Nitro starring with JG Dillon returning as uh, the authority figure. I tell you what, I love this raw entrance. The, the warehouse, the oh. dogs. Ahmed Johnson at 2x4 
Austin walking out, the music. This is not uh, American superstars of wrestling. This is no. not Doink the Clown coming out to um, burst a kid's balloon. This is proper adult pro wrestling. Would you say it's somewhat raw? <laughs> yes. Yes, yeah. I, yes, I would. Um, the the I'll I, I tell you what, Kev. I love that original set. Oh. That is just cracking. There's, you know, Raw is War, because it was Raw is War for the first hour, and then War is mm-hmm. for the second. Uh, um, and um, it's so, it's such a simple stage. Um, Nitro's starting off with Yugi Namata coming out. Um, we should say that the, the current WWF champions are the Undertaker's champion, Rocky Maivia, whatever happened to him, uh, is your IC champion. Davy Boy Smith is a European champion, and Bulldog uh, and Owen are your tag champs. Um, if you want to pop a rating, who better to start you off than Stone Cold? Um, yep. This is him just on the way up, an Austin World Order sign there. Uh, we've not started the Vince feud yet. That'll come very, very soon. But I mean, look at all these signs in the crowd. They're all about Austin. Oh, Austin good. World Order, Austin 316. And um, Nitro's got Yugi Namata against the US champion D Malenko. What are you watching so far, Raw? Sorry, sorry, if this is live, what are you watching with both the uh, live? Austin, man. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm 16. I'm under these drinking. I'm, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm not too fussed about having seven stars in the Tokyo Dome. I'm all about drinking beer and dropping stunners. This is the days before what? That wouldn't be around for another five years or so. Um, I'm just, Do you think Vince is Vince that's interviewing um, Steve right now? Do you think he's convinced this is the man at this moment in time? I mean, I, 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 I've said before, I, I, I just thought Austin was brilliant. I mean, I, when I got into wrestling in '91, um, he was TV champion. Um, he took it off Bobby Eaton, he feuded with Ricky Steamboat with him, Barry Windham, my word. Um, and when he came, I actually didn't even recognise him. I thought, I know that guy from somewhere. Uh, but he dropped the long blonde hair. But this Austin is fantastic. Um, our Hall of Famer count right now is at three. We've got JR and Jim, uh, JR and Jerry Waller in commentary, and we have Austin in the ring. See, that's the thing, like, people may go, oh, How can you not know it was the same guy in WWE? Because we didn't have the dirt sheets, were dirt sheets here. It was only the total hardcore. Um, all your magazines were written in kayfabe. Um, the, it was. I mean, literally, somebody could go away like Crush. Wait, I didn't know Crush. That was Hawaiian Crush. It was the same one. It was in Demolition. You know, what I mean, can you say name? 
What to say? We just in a different outfit on. Uh, it's just the things that they can make you do. Yeah, I mean, uh, nowadays we have a new butch. Yeah, aye. <laughs> uh, so Austin's calling out Brett. Right, he's pointing his imaginary watch. Oh, he's got a timer. Um, I tell you what, if you're coming off a month after WrestleMania 13, I mean, this is very much in the, looking back now, right, this is very much in the bait and switch territory where they would sort of promise things and not really deliver them because they wanted you to the pay-per-view. That was the, that was the model. They would tease you about it. They would give you me bits and you promised a, but not even a month or a month nearly after WrestleMania. Um, a street fight between Austin and, and Brett. <coughs> in for us. Yeah, I mean, what was supposed to happen was that the April pay-per-view was going to be Brett v. Sid. And <laughs> um, Sid went to play softball. So Austin got put into that one. Um, and then they did the Bulldog Road attack them. And uh, they bumped that actually to the main event of the card. Um, and it was a cracker. But this is what I, I love watching this, is that you don't have the... Someone's in the ring, wait for the music, they come out with a microphone. See the, the, the Titantron ring interactions? Absolutely fantastic. Ah, they're good, they're good. Um, I mean, they're pretty much, I think, there's not a famous one. Who was it? I watched it was a big show that was interacting with one and the timing was wrong, so it looked pure bad. Um, yeah. But this is a great way of showing the audience Brett without showing them. That means yeah. they know he's there. So they get that, oh, there's Brett on the screen, but they don't get that, oh, there's Brett Hart in the ring, so that's still to come. That's still and, when, and when he comes yeah. out, you get the bigger pop. You're not shooting your load too yes. early. Um, at this point as well, on Nitro, you've got Reggie White um, appearing. Reggie White was a defensive end um, Super Bowl champion uh, for the Packers. He's uh, feuding with Steve Mongo McMichael. Um, and he's coming out. I mean, that's, that's a big crossover. I'm not, I'm not a big NFL fan, but I can understand for the target audience, i.e. the American audience, that's a big deal. Um, and I think we have to say our thoughts are with Steve McMichael. Um, he's suffering from a, a terrible illness. Um, and our thoughts are with you, Steve. Indeed. Indeed. Um... There's no easy sort of transition to keep going on a show, but sorry, I'm laughing, but I'm just laughing at the fact that this comes up Raider held hostage. It's a Raider of behind bars after the Saudi and the, the where was it? Great. Uh, but I mean, so far, right, we've had eight minutes of the show, so we haven't done the titles. We've had a glimpse at Undertaker, uh, his story from last week. We've had Austin in the ring. You've got your theme going out through this. The, the raw of the Austin trying to find the, the heart foundation. Um, oh, and there we go, we've got another clip of Austin waiting for the hearts. Uh, and then, of course, we'll just see some matches flash up and Ken Shamrock and I forget the other one. 
somebody versus Ahmed Johnson versus Assaulton. So you've had a a couple of glimpses of what's coming up, a couple of teasers, and now we get a review of Brett and Brett's pacing back and forward. Those 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 heart foundation leather jackets are cracker and fair play to the um FTR um for bringing that, that logo back. On the other show, Dean Malenko was just locked in the Texas Cloverleaf to retain um, his title. Um, but yeah, I mean, when we started doing this, we were talking about, you know, how was Raw losing in 97? Because I think the Raw 97 product was brilliant, but it was getting its ass whooped in the ratings. Um, for other reasons, I also really enjoy um, WCW 99. Um, but we'll get there. Ahmed Johnson. Well, just to add to that point, they say that like your ratings aren't a lot. Some of it is, but the majority of it isn't dependent on what you've got on that week. It's what you've had on the weeks before, mm. and you sort of tune that audience and program that audience to tune in to see, and then obviously. They, they keep them so like you have three good shows and one bad one they're not going to just abandon you because they remember the good shows um, but as I could speak once you stop it's very difficult to start again uh, yeah. but yeah Amy Johnson and, and, and a lot of it's subjective as well we, we do we do another show um, where it is very subjective feelings um, about successes um, but I mean, this I can go back. I mean, I when, when we did the watch along for Austin v. Brett WrestleMania 13, I just thought that's sort I'm just keeping it going on the network and just watching it. It was fantastic. And um, we've got Ahmed Johnson sat on the top turnbuckle, ready to face the Sultan, Sultan. Hall of Famer, another one for the count. On the other channel, we have Cyclope versus Glacier. Right, so Raw's winning so far, isn't it? I don't think you're changing the channel for that. Um, no. I mean, what we'll do is, right, this week we'll we'll watch Raw, right, mostly. And then perhaps next week we'll watch Nitro mostly with Raw in the background. Um, Amy Johnson, right, Amy Johnson always looked absolutely brilliant. Mm. The problem was that he would break down, he would get injured, and his promos made absolutely no sense. Good deal. You're like, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I'm a great believer in, like, if you've tuned in to watch Austin, right? If Austin's your guy, this match isn't going to go long. I think it's like five minutes. It's not offensive to you, it's not change the channel bad or anything. I mean, you might flick over, but I don't think Glacier's going to force you to change your channel. So, your Austin hook's there. You can cut a big guys having a match. All right, the Salton gimmicks are the best, but Amit Johnson's pretty cool. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm a big Amit Johnson fan, but like you say, see that set at the top turnbuckle? That was pretty cool. I think, I think Amit Johnson was like... He's probably like a hacksaw Jim Duggan. He'd be the good pal, the handy ally, 
of the main eventer as they'd done the year before when International where it was him, Sean, Sid. You know, he's like a, like almost like a razor Ramon. You know, uh, he's not IC really level really or just good. above. Yeah, yeah. I could IC champ or that just below world title level because I don't think you could depend on him because I, I mean I don't know the run off the top of my head, but he got injured quite a lot. Yeah, either got injured quite a lot or he injured people quite a lot. Yeah. Um, I mean, to be honest, by the time you got to Rumble 98 and he was gone a month after that, he looked like a sack of shit. See, when he was like walking down the ring in Rumble 98, it was a, it was a shame because, I mean, he came in with such thunder. Uh, was it Survivor Season 95? He body slammed Yoko and he was always up there, thereabouts, and he got the good job with Yoko and, and Jake, and they faced Camp Cornet, um, or Vader, Davy, and Owen. Um, but I mean, this for a match itself, it's it, I actually think it's better than some of the current TV matches we get. Um, Sultan was managed by. I can see, baby. See, see Sheik out there. I'm not sure if Backlund's still out there with them. I mean, this is very much... If you... right In the UK, this would be on at 9 o'clock, right? So mm. if you are... Even just say you're... Let's say 20 to, 20 to 40, right? And you're flicking through Sky Sports. Mm. Come back in for the pub, even if it's not 9, even if it's 10, right? And you see two big guys having a fight you might stop and watch it. This is not Orange Cassidy pretend kicking someone. I mean, this what? is not flips. This is not Suck to Soleil. This is two big guys. And then, of course, the classic Nations music set. So Ahmed goes outside the ring and gets distracted. Hey, the nation were good. How many, were... Um, how many gimmicks can you remember of Rikishi. Uh, Salton. Well, head he, he shrinker for two. Head shrinker, make, yeah. Make a difference for two. Make a difference, yep. Sultan and okay. then two cool Rikishi. Yep. Uh, bad, bad man. <laughs> if you can remember him. No, that's... <laughs> I know, I'm just... He's Rikishi by the end. That's, that's not really a gimmick. That's just that. Alright, we're talking gimmicks or character. I think there was something else. Uh, it was in the Samoan SWAT team as well, if you remember from WCW. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that we've missed. Uh, make a difference, is what I would. Oh, shit. I might just start to kind of put random bits of wood. Uh, yes, maybe where you're getting the hacks or Jim Duggan reference from because <laughs> it's. Uh, but I think a wood, but a wood's quite a good weapon. It was actually brought in legitimately for a weapon for him, because he had so much crowd heat in um, UWF. Right, you, you know what I mean? Because you can you can gimmick it, so that if you hit somebody, it could break. That's perfectly fine. Um, 
like if you get hit with a bit of wood, it's not going to. It's going to hurt, right? But it's not going to like. It's not like somebody's or a sledgehammer, and you're like, I could swing this and absolutely break somebody in half, but no, I'm going to hold the top of it and ram it into their ribs, leaving absolutely no mark. So from that bit, I quite like a. A bit the bit of wood, two by four is a weapon. Mm-hmm. And and this is something that I don't think they do enough of, right? So we've had Austin in the ring. And we've seen him pacing backstage and we've seen him walking backstage. So this is your wee thread throughout the show. Oh, now he's walking backstage with a chair. It's a it's a it's a central storyline for the show. Um on Nitro we've just had Brian Clark as Mortis um attack Glazer and take off his mask. Well, Hall of Fame currents up, we've got Larry Zabisco on Nitro. Um, are we going to count Lanza as the road agent coming out? Uh, I'm going to say a lot of these people have just been in the ring with Sultan. <laughs> so a wee bit of... Chic. <laughs> but Pat Patterson. <laughs> now, Brett looks cool there, right? Brett's got a jacket on, he's got a random blue t-shirt. He doesn't have a big Bret Hart t-shirt on. Yeah, he's he's dressed the same with Shamrock. Shamrock's coming in commentary here, right? Shamrock's just wearing a black t-shirt. This is what he would wear if he was kicking about. Dear, dare we say it is raw? It's it's believable, right? Take out maybe the salt and right. So I mean Johnson's fine, right? You could have he's believable. Um, we've had Austin who came down in his own t-shirt. And a pair of jeans, uh, and now we're talking about Vader. Uh, so it's all very Tiger Ali. Oh, Tiger Ali, Owen Hart. Oh, there's somebody dressed as LOD face paint. That's mm. reminds me a wee bit of Mar from Home Alone, like he just been hit by. Was that something right. dresses Undertaker as well behind? On the other channel, we've got a recap of, of uh, NWO in the ring. Sting comes out with four baseball bats, one for himself, uh, one for DDP, uh, one for Luger, and one for the Giant. Um, and this is Nick Anderson trying to get his job back as well. And this is another thing that's missing, is referees. You know? I mean, you go back, you can remember... Jack Doan, um, Tim White, White, Tim White, aye. Uh, Earl Hebner. Oh, flashback to Vader. <laughs> the only one I can really remember now is Ref Aubrey. Um, like, right. I'm a great believer in that they should have different refs, like a game of FIFA, right? FIFA's got different refs where some are lenient and some are tough. See if you've got that, you can you can work that into their stories. Yeah, but uh, let's not go on about referees. I'm laughing at Jerry Lawler. Jerry Lawler had the robber a picture of Vader shoveling camel shit. <laughs> Somebody's well, technically well, drawing Bill like, Vader. Did you like Vader growing up? Vader. Oh, this is, this is even better. <laughs> the toy within the bars. Yeah. <laughs> but see Vader for me right my first real 
interaction of Vader was 98. So, like, he was well down the pecking order, oh, ended up getting jobbed man. out to Kane, right? You but then when that. you go back and watch him in WCW, he's absolutely brilliant, man. A total killer heel. Um, I love that pay-per-view. Again, it's got the story through it. What one is it? Uh, Rick Flair. Where he beats Vader. Uh, Stark, Stark, Starkey 93. Oh, it's just a staircase, isn't it? Um, Starkey 93. So, yeah, that made it glowing. The Vader before that, because he, he dropped in and out for about two years beforehand, before he committed um, full time to WCW. So, he'd been in the, the, the Chamber of Horrors match. Um, <laughs> hey. That match, with the exception of Ellie Ganti, is seven out of eight Hall of Famers. Um, I should say. No, that, seriously. That, Abdullah the Butcher, Vader, um, Foley. Who's the fourth one? They'll cut. They I'm laughing to me. In, the, in the background, came Shannon Rock's challenge and Mike Tyson. Oh, what would be? Um, oh, we should say that they cut, they cut a bit out of this on the network um, because uh, before we go to break, Sunny came out and models Undertaker's new T-shirt, only twenty dollars. Doc Hendricks tells us that Sunny is not included in the deal. Um, I wonder why they've cut that out of the network. Is it because <laughs> of Sunny's current issues? <laughs> for what Sunny would do for twenty dollars. Right, and on the other channel, we've got Bobby Eaton's just came out, and uh, Bobby Eaton, man, what a wrestler. Bobby Eaton against Ultimo Dragon, and Bobby uh, Ultimo Dragon with Sunny Oil, but Bobby Eaton should be Hall of Fame. Yeah, I think he will be. And we should say, right, we're 23 minutes into this show, and we're now getting Stone Cold for the second time, because Brett said he'll give him what he wants. And Austin is still dressed in his jeans. So this is this is something that annoys me about modern wrestling is the fact that everybody walks about in their tights. It's like, well, suddenly has somebody decided to wrestle? Well, how, how did you know you were going to have a match? Uh, somebody throws out an open challenge and out comes somebody dressed in their full gimmick. It's like, yeah. Going back, going back to my Halloween Havoc, obviously, Vader, Cactus Jack, Razor Ramon, Abdullah Butcher, Sting, Elegante, Steiner <laughs> Brothers opening match. Of course, Steiner just in. Seven and, and there we go. We've just we've went to a break. Austin's come out. What's happening? I don't know. We need to find out. Went to a break. And Vader, bloody Vader, is on the cover of the WWF Raw magazine. But there we go, on our VTs, this is what happens during the break. Austin just comes out and stands and starts messing with Vince and slaps the headset off him. Well, they were doing so much good stuff with Vince at this point as a commentator. Remember um, Brett pushing after the cage match? And they build up to WrestleMania 13. Yeah. And there's that famous scene of Austin with his head on the, the turnbuckle, his eyes shut. Uh, 
because right on the show Vince went in the ring and actually interviewed Austin and spoke to him didn't just stand there and give him a mic or Austin didn't come just out and use the mic oh dude uh, I made this point in our um, our post WrestleMania when you need a stick man a Vince McMahon a Gino Clint stick man this spotlight on dinner theatre here he comes here comes Brett no uh, Titan Tron videos at this I've got no video. The, the, the music's hitting. Oh, yeah. Fink's, in the, Fink's in the background. There's one. Now we're all of him count. Brett's knee's busted here, isn't it? Yeah. Brett's away to take time off for, for knee surgery. You can tell, like, the way he's lumped into the ring. That's not a, a, a gimmick lump. That's a... That knee's done. There's a... There's a WCW pay-per-view, I'm trying to remember which one it is, where it's a street fight and it's the horseman, it's Barry Windham and Arn Anderson. I'm trying to think who they're facing. But it's a street fight and they actually wrestle in street clothes, you know? So it's cowboy boots and jeans. But, hey, if you're getting a street fight, I'm not wearing lycra. Oh no. Austin, Austin's manner is. We've watched so long that yeah. you know somebody's coming out the back. Aye. Like, and again, Bulldog and Owen. Bulldog, you can imagine Bulldog wearing that outfit, walking down the street. And Owen Hart strikes me as a shell suit sort of guy. It's like this, it's like this Scotland in 1992. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> shell suit. Yeah. yeah. We're, um, we're not we're not doing a shell suit show though, Kev, honestly. No, 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 no. Like Bulldog <laughs> Bates. Um, and the yep. crowd signs. Some the, of the crowd signs you get lifted for now. Oh, what was the one I saw? TLC are lesbians. Hi. It was like I a, a was, fun... I don't even think it was a full word lesbians. I think it was lesbos or something. Um, <laughs> it was like, in my day, we didn't, we, we didn't have, to have Twitter to offend oh. people. We have to come to wrestling shows and Here comes the goat, dressed like a champion. Shawn Michaels coming through the crowd. Oh, lounge casual though, liking that look. Yep. Oh, Sean loved the suit jacket. Oh, I always loved the suit jacket. And I saw cam- camel color. You ever see that picture of me and Ali McCoist? Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're wearing something very similar. Yeah. <laughs> and look. Sean doesn't have the invisible wall of they've decided to leave the ringside area so I will have no idea of how to get to them. Sean goes out and chases off the tag champs. And, and, and Brett's in there, street clothes, Austin's shirt's ripped off and Brett's just now really cementing the heel mode. Oh aye, he says he's like he's Jump on from the back. Is it? Is he wearing Doc Martens? Oh, um, Austin's wearing his wrestling boots. Brett's close. Mm. It's, it's close to Doc Martens, that's for sure. Oh, and they're um, they're high tech magnums. Um, <laughs> that's what we used to have in army cadets. Uh, we used to <laughs> buy them for drills. So back then. Um, in fact, that's, that's the two boots we used to have. 
in the cadets was either high-tech magnums for out, out on missions and uh, DMs were better because you know what they polish them for parades. Uh, I'm just I'm laughing here because like back then if you wanted to promote your website or something you didn't uh, go on Twitter because it hadn't been invented yet you would hold up your sign at your wrestling event you know www.rajawf.com Pile driver, second pile driver we've seen. There's one in the Ahmed Johnson match. Yeah, there's a reason why we don't have that anymore. Oh, I'll tell you what. Fancy take a pile driver as well, normally. See that belt, Brett's That's a handy weapon. (laughs) You can tell by the way Brett is limping. This is not a sell job. This is. Try to do the Brian Pillman to his ankle. No, this, this spot, this spot is cracking. Uh, Brett going up the top. You didn't see Brett going up the top very often. No. Always the second. We've, right. missed, oh. we've missed a good inter- at the same time. We've missed a good interview with. Um, Regal, um, and on the other side we've got Meng against Jericho. I love Meng. Meng is brilliant, man. Especially in like the late nineties or early nineties when he had that big before hairstyle, man. Yeah, it was it, it was the final fu of the Attitude Era. But yeah. I mean, we're we're talking about we're talking about Hall of Famers: Meng, Regal, Jericho. I would see all three definitely. Ah, oh, go to town, Steve. The blue chairs as well. Yeah, classic, classic chairs. Did you did you have the the toys or action figures with the the blue ring with the blue steps and? Yeah, and the wee bit hold the belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The little mound to to hold. Ah, and this is now selling Brett going off for a. Uh, a surgery hiatus and he's just decimating that knee. And Brett's 39 at this point. And, and again, I've explained the story of Sean has come out and ran off his lackeys. Yep. So it's not an L at Austin. Nobody else can help him. He's just stalking him. You're all you're all it. your own and you are mine. Yep. And look at him. He literally looks like a And it's it's going for the head. He's not he's going after this leg. Which is what Brett does. The whole thing yeah. was worth it body part. Mate I always think that wrestling is very, very simple. It's very simple. It's not. I just. That's why I, I fell in love with it because, like, you would get this sort of tactical battle where you could have the biggest guy in the world, but under like an Undertaker or an Ash, and you get someone like JR explaining to you, like, if you go after his legs, everyone's the same height down in the mat. It doesn't matter. Um, and he's got the sharpshooter in now. And as good as the Rock was, Rock could never do a sharpshooter. Oh no, Rock was terrible. Absolutely terrible. 
Um, almost, I think that might be my, one of the worst submissions we've ever seen was Rock Sharpshooter. And it wasn't even just one time, it was like every time they put it on, up there with Cena's STFU, which looked as if it wasn't actually doing anything. And the thing this time as well was Shamrocker came in and it was how you marketed and protected Shamrock. You know, the world's most dangerous man. How does he lose? Ah, uh, they um, they done quite well in protecting Shamrock mm-hmm. for a long time, and again, he lose the rag or he get a DQ or, and it fitted in well with the character. Yep. Uh, and you used to, although you used to get frustrated from him if you were a fan of his because you, he would like win a belt and then it would be reversed. And look at the length of time that Austin's in this hold on. This is like who's that referee, Jack Doan? Timmy White. Jack Dillon, Mike Kyoda, Tim White, Earl Hebner, and Dave Hebner. <laughs> Which is a story for another day. What are you drinking? Jack. I hear your ice cones with. Ah. <laughs> you're, like you're 16 again. Huh? <laughs> Watching hey. Raw. When I was 16, it wasn't Jack and Coke, it was Mad Dog 2020 or um, Mary Downsider. <laughs> what, you got Nitro now? Because like, we're still obviously in this often. Oh, but... Meng, man, managed by Jimmy Hart, has just defeated Chris Jericho with the Tongan death grip. <laughs> um, so. I always used to laugh, like, so it's the Tongan death grip. And then you had, I think it was the Barbarians' Kick of Fear, which was just like a big boot. Yeah. So we've got two in the Hall of Famers now for, um, oh, oh, come on, there. There's another one. We've got three on Nitro. So no. now out, out comes uh, Owen and Bulldogs. Ten. I'll tell you what. Well, later on this show, Davy Boy's absolutely brilliant the way they're protecting Brett. But this was this was so good, and we're, we're going to get to in future shows. Is is Brett just on the mic? It's probably Brett's best mic work. I was so Jacqueline with another Hall of Famer. Uh, Kevin Sullivan's up, just appeared on our channel. I never got. I, I I really didn't. I didn't. Kevin see. Sullivan. Yeah. I never saw how a balding five foot nine, no knee pad wearing was <laughs> ever a credible threat. As a manager, I could have got it. But dude in the ring, he was just he's, he's, he's smaller than Jimmy Hart right now. And for me, he was very much a, uh, this was a, a territory this was a, guy. Aye, it, it was a, it was a, it was a dusty friend favour. Yeah, I for ages. I mean, I think he was a booker, so obviously that helps you if you're the booker. Well, yeah, I mean that's how the radicals ended up in WCW. Yeah, 
Um, aye, aye, to me, definitely. It's one of those ones that I think the gimmick worked better than the, the territories as well. Gorilla Monsoon. Oh, I loved Gorilla. I thought, yeah. I mean, we've not got the audio on, but I mean, what Austin's saying to Gorilla right now. Gorilla sending Austin from the building. I mean, Gorilla was just like your your uncle, you know? He was like your your disciplinarian, he's bigger than you, you don't mess with him, and you listen when he talks. Um, I I, I always like Gorilla, and Gorilla and he, in my word, absolutely fantastic. I mean, we should say, right, when we decided to do this watch along, we sort of said we were trying to sync up the weeks, but this angle was just too good to miss. So we sort of called an audible and sort of said, right, let's let's fudge it a week. Um, and of course now we've got the war zone starting, which is always strange how they treated it as two shows. I think it might have been so they could have sold two um, different shows or. Uh, it's something anyway, and then because even like in the '98, obviously when I started watching again, but I can't. I think they sort of done away with a lot of the second entrance. Because um, remember Nitro used to have the countdown to the second hour and stuff like that. When they got yeah, there. I, I, and 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 the year beforehand, they used to have like a fifty-minute break where they do a, or it might just be for us UK viewers to fill a void with the the. We we have smaller ad times. They'd have a from the vault section, so they'd pick like an old match midway through. But I think that's because in the UK we have less um, uh, ad breaks. Oh, so, American ads are an absolute nightmare, man. Oh yes. The 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 only one gets bad over here is when you watch football. Now it's like they'll do a wee bit of build up and then they'll say okay, and then they'll come back and say. And kick off is next, and then go to more ads, and you're like, keep the ads on if that's what you want to do. Don't. Okay, on Nitro, we have Public Enemy coming out with a table. Well, I've got a main event anywhere in the world Tiger Ali Singh versus Salvatore Sincere. Tiger Ali Singh's. Tom Brandy. (laughs) Tiger Ali Singh's long awaited. Not sure by who. Uh, WWF TV debut. Um, I Tiger Ali sing. This is about the markets, you know. It's it's the old the old fable, isn't it? They were either going to go away the Mexican market or the Canadian market, um, and in which case they're going to put the big belt on Tito Santana. Oh, there's <laughs> the crowd in the background. You don't see that anymore. Um, oh, no, you're all out there. No, they've got fillers. They have this. Uh, they they? Yeah, yeah, I see fillers. Um, <laughs> or, which is so funny with the Saudi pay-per-views where they're on the, the phones the whole time. Jesus Christ. Um, 
But yeah, so we're going to go with Tito Santana to win for Tiger Alley Singers. Or Brett for Canada. A stinger splash. Well, overhead belly to belly. Good move. Well, we should really drop it up. It was that important that they cut to the heart. <laughs> and uh, on the on the other show, the Steiner brothers are going to face public enemy, but they've been attacked by Conan and Hugh Morris and Scotty's lady and stuff. Oh, Mag- and I don't believe you. Magnum TA is in the background as well. There's the, the road agent intervention. <laughs> I was watching NXT this week and uh, you know, poor Broad Breaker's father's getting picked on by this uh, John Gacy fella, but I think Uncle Scott's going to come and save the day. I would love it. <laughs> I'm going to go Kevin Keegan with Kev. I would love it, love it. Here comes the Steiners. Oh, we've got picture in picture. Um, the action is, eh, it's okay. It's Tiger Alley saying he never, he never reached that main event. Yeah, I mean, some of sincere was um, Johnny Gunn. In WCW, which was like a poor man's Tom Zink. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, it's, it's weird that after all these years, JR still working on a three man booth. I think he had better company in 97. Um, yeah, Vince, of course. Vince King or. Um, Shiv- I mean, that is Shivori, Shivori, Shivori. But I'm struggling with this Excalibur nonsense. Um, uh, if I was channel hopping right now, I'm switching over to the Steiners. Aye. Aye. I mean, I've been a big Steiners fan since I'm six years into a wrestling fandom. I've gone back in time, watched them in 90 um, against Doom, Nasty Boys, etc. Public enemy for what they were was, you know, just two Philly brawlers and ice hockey style shirts. They were over, weren't they? Yep. Until they met Bradshaw. Ah, uh, even like W was it uh, ECW one really got them over? Yeah. Oh yeah. They were bingo hall heroes and and both have passed away. Again, it's taking at least thing. One, I mean, to me, uh, I remember it was maybe late '98 when he try and get people to sort of rehash the the million dollar man skits, um, getting people to wash his feet and all that sort of stuff. Did he, 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 he not hang on in there to about 2001 with Dilo as a tag team? And uh, uh, he was the manager, wasn't he? It was him and. Uh, oh, having Chaz. Chaz, Chaz, and and one of them lost their spot to Drew Carey. Yeah, 
in the uh, for the, the 2001 Rumble, and Drew Carey gets to the Hall of Fame for 10 seconds of Rumble, and guess hosting Raw once. Um, Brett's getting wheeled out, and Davey's odd audio is absolutely brilliant. You know, the genuine concern uh, at Briscoe as well. I mean, we're, we're, I'm not going to count Briscoe because, you know, I think for our little Hall of Fame count, we'll be doing, you know, ring announcers, announcers, wrestlers, managers. I mean, this is. This is what you imagine it looks like if somebody's getting moved to hospital. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the, the bumping them through the, the backstage area. Oh, and Dave, you know, they can't do it to help it just now, so they're going to try and hunt down Austin. And the Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> oh. It's just brilliant. Austin's driving the And a mule kick. <laughs> and, he, and Brett's strapped to the stretcher so he can't <laughs> defend himself. <laughs> well, and uh, Conan and Hugh Morris are, um, are back out on the other channel to attack the Steiners and Public Enemy. And you know what? Scott Steiner's laying it in stiff. Uh, Tiger Alley Singh was employed until 2002, 97 to 2002. He suffered a third concussion in nine months, according to Wikipedia. And then he filed a $7 million lawsuit against WWE. His claims were that career-ending injury was a result of being forced to wrestle in the rain while in Puerto Rico. He accused other wrestlers of frequently calling him taxi driver and that he was a victim of a stunt in 1989 where his turban was stuffed with garbage. Uh, I, I, I don't think we should even comment on this. Um, uh, what was your thoughts on Conan? K-Dog. Uh, um, no, nah, I mean, I think my first memory of him was uh, Max Moon, I want to say. Yeah. Max Moon in the WBF. Um, Conan was one of these guys. And, uh, I never got him, but I don't think it was aimed at me. I, I I I couldn't resonate, you know. I mean, it's like yo yo yo. Let me speak on this. So like, oh, Nitro's changed up the announcers, so we've got. I bet Bishop said that that they used to change the announcers because they want to keep it fresh. Yep. So, so we've got got Shivani and Heenan. So one more for the Hall of Fame count. Alright, so you want to listen to the same people for two hours. Yes. And we get we get yes, a recap of this awesome moment because it is a classic. Oh, we get um, a recap of JJ Dillon returning. Another one for the Hall of Fame count. They are pulling level. I mean, this is what you need to do in America. Like, this is probably a quarter past hour or something. So this will be like when people are channel surfing. And if you watch, if you're flicking, you go, well, that's Bret Hart, I remember him. Why is somebody attacking him in am- an ambulance? They, they ask these questions. These mm. are the questions you want the audience to ask. Oh, if you haven't watched wrestling for, you know, three, four, five, six, seven years, oh, there's Bret. 
What is it then? Where's Anvil? You're, you're asking these questions. If you were a WCW fan, you're seeing the Steiners right now and you're saying, who's these fellas attacking them? And you're seeing JJ Dillon, who you'd remember as the manager of the Four Horsemen. Uh, we've got our next Raw. Oh, you didn't know? On Raw, we have got the future New Age Outlaws. One more for the Hawthorne count. Oh, down the go. You can't help but sing that song. Baby what? Tonight. Spend my day. That's it. Uh, we're getting a, a promo from Jesse James, or not a promo, a sing song, facing Rockabilly. Oh, and a strut. It's crazy into how he would be one of the most over wrestlers in the company within 12 months. Yeah. November, November, October, November, 97. Oh, they were hated, man. Um, they were getting abused in Canada at the Montreal one, getting called names that you would be allowed to call people now. Um, Two more Hall of Famers coming out on Raw. Rockabilly. I mean, seriously, Kev, what the fuck are they doing with Honky Tonk Man in 1997? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you talk about, you know, Billy Gunn did a few gimmicks as well, didn't he? Eh? Billy Gunn did a few gimmicks as well. We talked about Ricky Shea there on. Uh, so, did they come in with smoking guns? Smoking guns, then this uh, one, the Billy, Rage Outlaws, Ass Man. Yep, uh, Rockabilly. The one Billy Gun. The one Billy Gun. Um, Billy and Chuck. Yeah, of course he's the Gun Club now. Um, and what was he in TNA? Voodoo uh, uh, Kin Mafia. He was in with the Road Dog, wasn't he? <laughs> that that was him. Embarrassing for that was embarrassing. That was this is quite good. I like the way they've done this eventually when they turned on the sort of honky tonk man. Yeah, um, uh, they, they, they've done it the year before with um, when Austin lost his Caribbean strap match with Savio Vega, it was almost inferred yeah. that Austin lost it deliberately. Just so he'd strike out his own. Uh, phone the superstar line. At two, $2.50 in Canada and $1.50 in America. Imagine that, Mum. Can I use the phone? Who are you phoning? The WWF superstar line. See how Bret Hart is. And they made a fortune from it. Hey, we, used to have, we used to have the football teams as well. Um. Oh, club, the, the, club the current AEW count is we're at two with JR and Billy Gunn. Yeah. I mean, technically, we could include Lawler. 
Right, yeah, two to one. And if, right, so how many people have oh. appeared on WWF or AEW TV this year? Austin. Vince has appeared on TV. Uh-huh. Uh, JR, the King. Yep. Um, Brett's not, hasn't he? Not? No, he hasn't. Obviously, obviously no he's Brett. Signed, he's signed a new merchandising deal. Yeah. Um, so the Rick, he's, he's managing FTR in an indie show, big time, big time wrestlers, all like that. Um, which is cool because AEW is now turned from a homage to Dusty Rhodes to <laughs> a Bret Hart tribute show. So I'm cool with that. Get the young bucks to fuck off my television. I'll be happy. Um, yep. Uh, Who else? No, obviously no Bulldog or Owen. Uh, although Owen's name's been mentioned because it's the, the tournament. Uh, no Honky Tonk Man. Who else have we missed? Stay no Shaky Baby. All right, on your channel, I said I'm just going to finish off Raw. Uh, no, definitely Tom Brandy. <laughs> Uh, no Ahmed Johnston. Uh, who else have we had out? I've forgotten. No Tiger Ali Singh. Um, no Rikishi. So who's on yours? No, no really. Dean Malenko, has he been on TV this year? Uh, no. Um, Jericho on Nitro. Jericho, yep. Steiner's going into Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um... Jeff Jarrett, no, uh, uh, I'll, I'll do a quick jump ahead. We've got Jarrett against Riggs, so no. Um, X-Pac, do we really class GCW? Not too sure. Nah, I, I'm, to, I'm well, talking AEW, or even Impact at a push. Uh, but X-Pac does face Rey Mysterio. And then the main event of Nitro that we're going to get to is DDP against Psychosis. Oh. Now, I've got to say, Raw's matches have not been great, right? But again, looking ahead, the main event is Undertaker versus Triple H. <laughs> um, so that's worthwhile sticking around for. Oh, once uh, a lifetime, man. <laughs> but I mean, if you look at the matches, I'd say Raw's probably the, the better matches. The Outlaws before the Outlaws. Mm. All right, I'll not include Tiger Ali saying Austin and Brett was worth it for what it was. Well, it's, 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 it's storyline progression. Yeah. Here's a, good, here's a good one, Kevin. The first podcast we ever recorded was... Austin Rock, the final part of their trilogy. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Right, that's a good memory. You smell what I'm cooking? <laughs> we have the three Austin Rocks and the three Taker Triple H's. Ah. Uh, I, want, I want to be honest, I'm never... Really been a fan of the Triple H Taker matches. First one, one I really liked. And probably part of that was due to the entrances, you know. Yeah. Motorhead, Limp Biscuit, Taker, the bike. I'll tell you what, 
JG Dillon's on, on screen right now is the authority figure. That's an authority figure you can believe. You know, pedigree in the industry. People know him for what he is. Do, does your average wrestling fan know that Adam Pearce is a five-time NWA champion? I didn't. <laughs> um, I, uh, um, I like WWE were okay with their, uh, with their authority figures. Obviously, Vince was the main one that they unbelievable because like he legitimately did own the company. Um, no, I, I, I even think before that, I think Jack Tunney was believable. Yeah, but then, back then, like, referees had all power. So, like, if a referee wanted to reverse the decision, it could, you know what I mean? That's fine. And you only seen Jack Tunney every once in a while. Once, twice a year. Aye, they, they weren't a, a, a weekly fixture of the show. Yeah, but, but then again, like, everything moved so slowly back then, you'd, Jesus, man, Sometimes one or two pay-per-views a year. Um, do you know I mean, what I loved, right? I loved the way, sorry, I'm listening to commentary in the background, and Jerry Lawler's talking about Bret Hart, and I loved the way that no matter if Bret was a heel or a face, Lawler never, ever... I mean, he didn't just forget that he feuded with Bret for a year or whatever it was. I mean, it's just... It wasn't forgotten about. He always used to have digs up and stuff like that. Yeah, it's like it's, it's like one one of the biggest botches ever was Heenan when Hogan's coming down for um, Bash at Beach '96. But who's side he's on? Because Heenan has hated Hogan for 10, 15 years. Yeah. So he's not breaking character. We're, oh man, we've got Jeff Jarrett making his way up with Deborah and. Jeff Jarrett, I, I never tweeted Jeff Jarrett. I using that no. stupid collar, suspender belt, strap thing. It was, it was better when it went to the, the sort of silver. I wouldn't even say trunks because they were a lot longer I, trunks. Boxers I, I, the, the boxer style trunks. Aye. Uh, like, like, Billy, like Billy Gunmore. And, and it's still aye. Billy against Road Dog. And to be honest, see if you and I were wrestlers, would you go out there in a pair of speedos or would you go out there in, you know, carbon coins? Ah, exactly, you wouldn't. They? Unless you're built, 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 you're not going to go out in a pair of speedos. Yeah, or, you know, only fools and horses um, stuffing, <laughs> stuffing sausages. There you go, Rockabilly's one. Yeah, I got Jeff Jarrett against um, Scotty Riggs, one half of the American male. Ah, Riggs, one of the members of Ravens. I was going to say that's one of the three um, partners Marcus Bagwell won the WCW tag team titles with. Oh, cheer shot. Guitar shot and it didn't work the first time. They wanted yeah, to come out. 
I don't think they're using gimmick um, guitars there. That messed up Jeff, it uh, messed up Jake Roberts. Uh, okay. Says. Who, who was the other two that um, Bagwell won the tag champs with? Oh, so it was American Males. Um, <clears throat> oh, God. See, see, my WCW knowledge is not as good. Oh, hold on. I always Sean. love how Gorilla is just in the background <laughs> as like the arbitrator. <laughs> yeah. And those glasses yeah. work. Yeah, again, right? That's a, that's a real locker room. That's not... I mean, you can imagine that's what they were changing like an hour before the show. Yeah. You want, you desire. Uh, sorry, go back to your birth bag real question. Oh. Nah, my brain's not working just now. I'm trying to remember. I quite liked his sort of hot shot. Was that hot shot he called it, his move? But it was one of those um, sort of blockbuster. Of a second blockbuster, that was it. Of a second rope. Was it somebody in the NWO? I'm trying to remember who he tagged with. Vicious and Delicious was Scott and Norton, but they were not it, tagged camps. Because I remember him tagging him in Norton. Um, oh, I don't. Mankind, just. Uh, it looks like the cameraman just discovered that Mankind's just sitting about. I'm just listening to the Mankind promo. Hi, because Mankind was involved with uh, Paul Bearer a wee bit. They were distracted, sir. Sorry, I'll let you answer your question. Who would that have been? Ah, God knows. It was somebody that's kicking about anyway, like Tom Zenker. Uh, Two called Scorpio. Ah, uh, of course. And then the, the Patriot. Ah, oh, whenever the Patriot, I may have got Scorpio eventually. Oh. But, and again, right, I'm going to go to limb and say that Undertaker's going to come out and end up fighting with Mankind. But I love that Mankind's in the back, talking to the camera, and then he hears the Undertaker's interview, a uh, music hit. And sort of says, oh, Undertaker's out. Just sort of sets it up. Yeah, now, I mean... I'm not going to lie. See, there's certain Undertaker feuds and as they made a big deal of WrestleMania, fully Taker, WrestleMania, well, could it be yeah. Foley Austin? Eh, sorry, Taker Austin, WrestleMania. Wow, could have been. They got SummerSlam, didn't they? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. We, 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 we talked about this that um, from they had 97 uh, for Austin Taker, they had 97 Code L, they had 98 SummerSlam. SummerSlam. Square Garden. 
99, they had the May uh, over the edge. Yeah. Um, 2000, they were in the, the six-man hell in the cell. 2001, they had a tag and then a subsequent singles. And 2002, they were still doing, but they always missed a Mania match. Swear to that? No, did they just protect their Mania legacies? I don't think they thought that far ahead. I think it's just that they would... Ships in the night? Aye, I think they were really big, obviously, themselves. And aye, I'm just thinking that CBC Taker came out, you could probably flick the channel. You're watching this right now, you're thinking Taker's square pegs round holes. What is it called? Video exclusive. <laughs> yeah, like, why is Undertaker burning a man? And Bob Wearer had piled on the way here. I mean, he was never slim, but like from when we knew him. Mm-hmm. I quite like this Taker. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we see him sort of sitting moody on that Kuwaiti uh, TV show. Classic winged eagle belt. Best belt ever. And this is even before they had the sort of moving, um, how would you say, the moving cards, and how would the Derby pose, and then it would sort of freeze. Triple H with a classic Greenwich. He's coming to Beethoven. Whatever that was. Ah, uh, maybe yeah. Right, ready? I'll just leave a gap for a couple of seconds. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Right, ready? Play. Yep. China before she got all her work done, and I think that took all the way from what China was. That when she came in, she was like, "You're like, oh, why's a why's a guy got a woman to protect him? I know it sounds sexist, but." She was a unit, absolute unit, man. What a gimmick. What a gimmick. Aye. Never been done before. Yeah. We've got um, oh, Taker's in a bad mood. Oh, Triple H is faffing about coming to the ring and Taker is pissed. On the other channel, we've got X-Pac, Ray Studio. Oh, and China, so sort of going full brandy. Saying I'm not scared of you. She oh. was brilliant. Brandy? I mean, uh-huh. No, not Brandy. And Nash is out. Nash is out with X-Pac. But, I mean, man, see, um, No Way Out. Or No Way Out of Texas, 98. Yeah. When she got the face of Austin. Finally, it's thinner. I don't think you, you'd get away with that now. Yeah, well. Hmm. Nah, probably not. I 
I'm looking at how big Waltman looks compared to Mysterio. It's frightening. Because <laughs> X Pac was always a smaller guy. He was always that was like yeah. the whole the underdog sort of thing. I, I I was thinking about oh seven oh eight. How could you ever get Triple H heel again? And who could he attack to make it? I mean, I'm right now. I'm watching. Mysterio's got X Pac in a headlock, and X Pac's hair looks bigger than Ray. <laughs> yeah, more for the Hall of Fame count, but Taker. Of course, pressure in this year. I've got X Pac, and I've got Nash. non-title matchup. So they didn't defend the WWE title very often on Raw. Pardon me? They didn't defend the WWE title very often on Raw back then. Still quite no. a, a big deal. Um, well, well, this year you'd seen a th- you'd already seen a title change on Raw um, when Sid took it off Brett. Brett. I know, because See, like, if you go down, right, just let's pick, right, Rand, just because they're in the ring, right? So who does Undertaker win his WBF titles from? Many times Taker win the belt. It wasn't, like, he, stupid. Hogan, Hogan 91. Yep. Hogan 91. Sid uh, 97. Is that only the second time, 97? Yep. Six-year gap. Um, uh, Austin for, for a month in 99. And then um, I'm trying to think who else. Hogan, Hogan O2. Yep. Uh, um, and so that's not bad, like for the people to beat. Um, because like Sid's got quite a, a good list. Because he beat Sean and Brett. Yep. Uh, so that's not a bad list. Um, I'll tell you what, Sid, for what he is, you know, two WrestleMania main events is only two WrestleManias. <laughs> Bet Brett. Bet Brett. Bet Sean. Bet Brett. The WCW ones are a bit mad, but he's got two of them. I, um, I, he's probably one of the best, like, as you say. Hello, was it Corny says steal on a house? If you put said on it's, it. If if you are if you're taken back, he's an attraction, you know? Why? Oh, I mean he's never gonna get a six star match. It's Bruiser Brody. Yeah. You know? Just trying to think who else would have quite a good Oh, and then Taker's, oh, Taker's got seven. Um, so 2002, didn't win it in three, four, five, or six. Um, he won seven against Batista. Crack. Ah. Um, eight. 
2008 or something. No, he, he, he took off Edge. Ah. Of course, Edge, uh, Edge, Edge 2008 or something. The Ric Flair one. And then that, 2009. That was a big belt. Got you. I was thinking, I'm like, I still talk in WWF title as opposed to World Champion or whatever they want to call it. Well, that was a stupid one. They did that the other night. Who's the greatest star never to win the um, WWE title? And they had like Hall, they had Bulldog, and they had like Owens and Ballas. Like, well, oh my word. <laughs> Nash is just big booted, Mysterio, and Jack knifed him. And holy behind the referee's back. Um, you know, Nash gets. I, 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 I love Nash. I love Hall, but Nash gets such a bad rep. Nash, I think, is brilliant. We've got. Um, I love that listening to Kevin Nash speak. Yeah, I, 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 I can go to a, a, a YouTube wormhole and just listen to Nash and Hall and. You know, make friends or make money. And the, my favourite Nash one was um, what someone says, when are you going to give up wrestling? And he's like, well, if you're walking past the cash machine and it's giving out money, when do you walk away from it? No, my, 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 my favourite Nash one, and it was one that resonated me when I went back to work for a, a company that I'd left. And like, um, oh, Nash wants to come back. Nah, fuck him. No, let's bring him back and then fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure when I returned to that company, that was the mindset. <laughs> Fair enough. You know, they said, yeah, Friday was going, oh, fuck him. No, let's bring him back and then fuck him. <laughs> This uh, <laughs> one night, you think of it when, when someone's left your business and wants to come back. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> I got Mysterio getting carried on a stretcher on a, on a backboard, and um, Taker's got Triple H arrest. Oh, JG Ellen's going off his. JG Ellen's still a prison guard. Hi. Mad, you think he made a couple of quid, didn't you? Uh, no, not just as a body talent, but as a executive. Um, but he, he's doing the best for his family, so fair play, GG. 100%. Undertaker outside the ring, and Triple H doing that wee courtesy, courtesy thing. Sorry, you said Triple H? I thought it was um, Paul Levesque, as um, Meltzer wanted to do his WrestleMania commentary. And this is something you don't really see them doing now, is uh, promoting their live events. Like, we'll be doing such and such this Friday. Tickets, tickets still available. 
is you see as a secondary revenue stream now. Oh, I mean, oh, you know, so I love the the old the old barriers that are around the side. Like yeah. it's literally the barriers. It's not this pure padded. Oh, like this triple H cheating. Like it's on yep. the ropes for the leverage. I know. Oh. I know. Lex Luger pose down and. Oh. Oh, there's, there's you know, Lex Luger's a heel. Absolutely fantastic. Oh, there's my girl. There's my girl. Early then, Dustin. You know, what I actually quite like the the when they done in '98 when he's like, "Oh, he's coming back" and all that when he should move out Venus. Yeah. Yeah, and she appears on the covers. He does. <laughs> that was quite good. Very, very Russell, very ninety-eight angle, but ninety-eight was as good as this was. Ninety-eight was edgy, but I don't think for the the product and the stars. No, ninety-seven for me is the best year, and it builds like. Probably peaks around about SummerSlam, then in October. Uh, obviously, the build up to Montreal, then everything changes after Montreal for various reasons. Oh, no, but see the December, I think that's a missed goal. I just think, you know, Owen coming back, they should have hot shot of the title on Owen. The momentum. Um, that would have made another star. Yes, I think if they hadn't if they hadn't put so much into Austin, and I think this is where you clearly see the backward booking that Austin was always destined to win the title, and at WrestleMania they clearly booked that the year before and booked mm. that. It wouldn't surprise me if they booked. And we've done a pod. Were you on that pod? No, where we discussed if Brett stayed. I- um, like I've, got, uh, I've oh. got a knife right now is Hogan's movie uh, McKinsey Island and NWO flashback scenes it's fucking brilliant man. well Mankind is now walking towards Grace the line Jones. with a blowtorch hmm? Mankind is walking towards the line with a blowtorch earlier on we spoke about weapons that were useful in wrestling the 2 by 4 the chairs. Oh. And he's got the gas canister in his hand. I mean, Aye. in what world would you actually think, oh, I need a candlestick under a ring? <laughs> um, and that this is very raw from this time. It's very, like you get a match, <laughs> you're just getting it, and then it's just a daft DQ. This this is even better because he's dropped the actual torch. He's just walking with the gas canister. Did you watch um, AEW this week? No. (laughs) Uh, I think did I start? You had a Sammy Guevara ladder match. Oh, hold on! Like now we're threatening. Like mankind's about to burn him, but he can't get it lit. 
he's trying to ignite the flame to burn the Undertaker's face. Actually, quite hard to do. Oh, he's got it lit. And just he's got it lit. Taker gets the choke. Now, normally you're like, why are referees not rushing this? Like, even Triple H is outside. He's like, oh, I'm wanting no part of this, man. Why would you? Exactly. <laughs> oh. But on the other channel, I've got the NWO coming out, led by <laughs> X-Pac and Nash, followed by Bagwell, Norton, <laughs> Fake Sting, Virgil. This is when Na- Nash is um, cutting his... Um, oh, oh. There we go. Now one angle is led right into the next one. Yep. Oh, here we go, Terry. Yeah. Terry <laughs> starts choking China and Dustin and Triple H at it and somebody throw a drink. Aye. Like, how, how does Terry compete with China? You stop her breathing. But look, because we all remember that famous scene where Terry gets absolutely ragdolled by China. That's my life dream. Don't get me wrong, China should have probably sold that a wee bit better. Oh, and then we're going to finish the night the way we started with Steve Austin. Central storyline running through the show. On the other side, we've got um, Walton or X Pack 6123 Kid, whatever you want to call. And he's bust his pro, but this is when he really runs down flair. And <laughs> this is what's great about this is that the story behind the scenes on both shows right now and what plays out on camera, you're splitting the line. And I don't want to be dirt sheet marks, but I mean, always piss off with flair. Flair doesn't think Walton was good enough to be in the, the six-man tag for the upcoming pay-per-view. And it's just, yep, I'm going to show you I'm better than that. On the other side, you've got the old um, Brett Sean Sunny Days thing, a way to happen. And we're back to a, a recap. Oh. Well, that's, that's a second interview with them, Austin and Vince. Uh, this is exactly where the show started. Austin and Vince. Strange. To see, I'm not say cooperating, but like you say, Vince is a stick man. Uh, he, he is not. So you're watching both together. What do you think is a better show for this week? Raw. 100% Raw. And this is Russo really getting his grips into the creative. It's not. Russo, Russo didn't get his grips in there until probably the September, October. I, oh, no, was... but he was on the booking committee by now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of, the, one of the reports I've read, um, blah, 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 where is it? Uh, on pdrwrestling.net. I always like to credit where I get some information from. 
who have now officially made it to the Vince Russo era of the WWF. This is widely considered by many WWF fans to be one of, if not the top Raw shows to date. So, and I, I want to say that's why this has been quite. Uh, and it's, uh, it's it's strange to see sort of Raw ending with a promo because we never really got that. It was always like. My memories of Raw, like not this time because I wasn't watching, but like ninety eight, it'd be like GRB uh, shouting, right, blah blah blah. This match were last of TV time remaining, and then we'd like, get the pin, and then usually be Austin celebrating, and then just go off the air. And then obviously you get your dark mark stuff, which we never seen. Yeah, well, it was Hogan must pose, but yeah. see, we watch this more often, and I I remember WCW in the do this about six years previous, was that they'd have, you know, tune in next week, folk stuff, where it'd be backstage locker room brawls. I mean, right now, I've got Nash kind of promo and I've got Austin kind of promo at the <laughs> same time. I mean, I could start my own rating system, <laughs> but I would be like that Randy Marsh meme. <laughs> That's it. It's just what time to be alive. It's just strange to say, like, to end on a promo. Yeah. Albeit it's Austin, right? Uh, it's, 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 it, it's you, you go back and it's same bat time, same bat channel, <laughs> tuned in next week, folks. And there you go. Just as you think it's going to end, Owen and Bulldog eventually get to come up with Austin. Yep. And I'm pretty sure, I say I've not seen this one in ages, but I'm pretty sure Sean not come out and help him. Um, Sean does, and then there's another little uh, twist at the end as well, if you will. Because well, I do to involved with Owen. See, I like to come out these things fresh. Oh, you like to go in raw. Fresh-ish. <laughs> Fresh-ish. Vince is getting involved, right? <laughs> he takes and a bit of the stunner. <laughs> I mean, that's clearly setting up an Austin and uh, Sean tag team versus the Bulldog and Owen. Oh, we're getting a wee shot of Vince leaving the ring, which again would not happen. But again, even that camera angle of like, behind the people looks different. You've got Austin even lying on that. the side, the side of the stage. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, I've got uh, psychosis coming out for the main event on Nitro. So with like two and a half minutes to go here, Austin is just lying in the ring. Yeah, I got like nine minutes of nitro. I think nine, uh, nitro went five minutes longer uh, for their fifty-five second main event. Kimberly <laughs> Page, woof! That's a good thing, as TTP would say. That's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. I think she was like twenty-six when this was getting made. 
So yeah, it's, it's a strange end of the raw. Like you think you've, I mean, nowadays, right, Sean would have come out and helped him, and the two of them wouldn't have left the ring. Yeah, they, they would have done like Ultimate Warrior, Hogan, yeah. Cozathon. Oh, and there's your last one. After all, Austin's been through, Pillman comes back. <laughs> oh, man. He was brilliant. And they're making Ross yeah. his son in AEW as well right now. I mean, I think I'm not this... really sure what he's wearing. <laughs> well, he's a madman. He wears what he wants. But I'll tell you what, they're, they're definitely having anyone that came through the nightmare factory. They're getting jobbed out. Toy Box Tony is bitter. Oh, remember I like a second in group chat? Yeah. So if we pay our four and a half thousand dollars to go to the night, Nightmare Factory, we get Cody trainers on a Monday. Huh. Wonder what's happening in the draft. Is you have to smack down, baby. <laughs> And they go, this is the way you put Raw off there. Austin's in jeopardy. Pillman's dressed like a madman. And he's trying to get revenge for the ankle. Of course he is, because that's how Austin did it to him. Pillmanizer. And then here comes Sean again. And on the other channel, I've got Randy and Liz coming through the crowd. I must say, Sean's hair is immaculate at this point. 1997. Well, Kevin, nothing And that's us off the air with Raw. Yep. So what have you got not, left of Nitro in the main event? Nope. Um, DVP Psychosis has gone like a minute. And I've got Savage in the crowd. Oh, is that and when they two just went back and forward slagging each other? I think I remember that Nitro. Oh, I know there was a big bill because, like, the, the Savage Food really made DDP. Man, Savage was so good as well. Oh, aye. Liz, not in the Hall of Fame. Oh, my God. Strange one. The first lady of this. I actually thought. When they put Savage in, there was the big hoo-ha about putting the whole Poffle family in. They could have done there, you know, Larry, Randy, Angelo, Liz, put them all in together. I was actually surprised when they put Bulldog in alone. <laughs> you know, after Dynamite had died, it was like, yeah, it's an easy one to do. You know, you don't want the guy missing body parts and just say, right, post him as the nutties, the, the bulldogs, but, you know, we've got our Hall of Fame thing chat going on. Um, so, yeah, that was, so Raw, from my, my point of view, was enjoyable. I think it was a cracker end to end. I mean, yeah. I, I, I look forward to the day where we watch 
December 28th, 1988. <laughs> um, how long did Nitro get left? Oh, Nitro just, just got off the air, Savage, and... Um, DDP at it. DDP's at the ring, Savage, China Way, it's... They're building up to the pay-per-view main event, and they literally just go off the air. It's, it's, it's edgy, and it, oh no, I tell you. Oh, I tell. I actually, I actually tell I because I paused it. This gets even better. We've got Piper, Ric Flair, and Kevin Green coming out, right? And they're in the ring, kind of promo. Flair's lying down, doing his usual shit. And then the NWO music hits, right? So, usual cast, fake NWO sting, Norton, Nash, Six, DiBiase, they all hold up the roof pack sign. And then the bad guy comes out. Coolest cat in the room. Yeah. Coolest cat. Pause me up, pause me on TV for a while. He comes out. Big hugs his pals, flicks a toothpick at the camera. And this is even better. The, the, the vision of this one. Paul stands right in front, six foot seven. Yeah, I'm going to take it. And then we start a wee rabbit to send it off the, off the show. Right, I suppose we better wrap this up because we've been going on for well over an hour and a half. Um, for those keeping score at home, just say say Raw wins this one overall. Better show. I'd, I'd say Raw. I'd say Raw wins this one, and um, I think for the listeners, if you want to find the comments, which one we do for next week, which we. April 28th, if you want us to have Nitro as the primary one and Raw in the background, let us know and we'll decide. Yeah, we'll put our Twitter handles in the, the show description as always. We do love your feedback. Give us any feedback you've got. Take, thank you for well, your multitasking, your dual wielding, as they say in Call of Duty. Um, yeah, uh, we will be back very, very shortly, and who knows, we might even try and recruit Sai or Young Xander to come and watch Nitro with us next week, and Nick in and Raw. But, as always, thank you for listening, and we will speak to you again next week. was a Quite the Thing media production.